This is a download from Newstalk 106 to 108. To download other programmes or for more information, go to newstalk.ie. Off the ball, getting inside the game on Newstalk 106 to 108. It is Thursday night, so it's time to talk football with John Giles. John, how are you? All right, Owen. Uh, you enjoyed the AC Milan performance last night? Yeah, they did very well, played well. Deserve to win it over the 90 minutes, Owen. Were you surprised by it? Um, yeah. Um, well, I always fancy, like most people, fancy uh, Barcelona before the match. But uh, the actual match itself, I thought, uh, defended well. They, they made it difficult for Barcelona and uh, deserve to win it. The game plan seems simple enough. It didn't look like anything revolutionary was going on out there, but uh, yet Milan got the job done with the minimum of fuss. Why do you think that was? Well, they just played well. <laughs> they defended well. They, they, uh, as you said, there was nothing uh, exceptional about it, except that it was uh, extremely good, efficient. Uh, they do, they did what teams are supposed to do, which is when they don't have the ball, everybody was making an effort to get it back. Uh, and when they had it, they were very positive in what they were trying to do. Unlike the Chelsea situation with Barcelona last year, where the Chelsea were defending nearly all of the time, uh, you know, AC Milan were, were prepared to have a go at Barcelona when they got the ball. You felt there was maybe less of an element of luck involved in this one? Oh, definitely. Right. Yeah, well, Barcelona didn't have a chance. Yeah. You know, if you go back on the, the Chelsea game over the two legs, um, you know, Barcelona missed a penalty. Uh, they hit the upper at the crossbar at uh, Stamford Bridge. You know, they, they they had loads and loads of chances, uh, but not last night. Messi was maybe one of the chief culprits. Not a great performance from him, John, but do you have to just accept that maybe that's going to happen with even a player uh, as good as him? Yeah, I mean, like all players, you're not going to turn it on all the time. I mean, he's a terrific player, as we know. But, uh, you know, AC Milan were very, very well organised. Um, you know, they, they, they were very, very seldom, very seldom Barcelona got behind them. But there again, Barcelona don't often get behind teams. You know, they usually mm. get through them. On and these fellas played very, very well. Messi was well marked. Uh, there wasn't much you could do about it. So you know, I think Barcelona do play it very, very tight. I think there's times like when Xavi's on the ball and he has to one of They could open it up a little bit more than they normally do, and especially last night when it was very crowded down the middle. Subconsciously, John, is it possible that some of Messi's teammates? are a little bit too reliant on him. I know there's other great players in that team, there's no doubt about that, but they might think, oh, look, Messi will get us out of this hole eventually and maybe we don't have to do quite as much. No, I don't think that ever goes through players' minds. I think they play uh, as well as they possibly can in every way and in every game, and they know Messi's a terrific player and he's going to do it. But so is Iniesta and so is Xavi and so is Fabregas. They all, they, it's not best Messi doing it on his own all the time. Own. And, uh, you know, you just have to accept that you know, Barcelona are a terrific team and they're regarded as best in the world. They're not going to play well and have it all their own way in every match. This isn't the beginning of the end for them then or anything like that? I don't think so. I mean, if you, you look at last year, you know, and Chelsea beat them and, and uh, Celtic, I think, beat them last year. Mm. Uh, everybody's saying, well, that's the end of Barcelona. But, you know, they, they bounce back and, and, you know, it's very difficult to do it in every game all of the time. Yeah. They... Oh, there could be. Look, you never know when it's the end of, a, end of, a, end of an era. Uh, but I'd be very, very surprised. These players haven't suddenly become old and bad overnight. Um, and when they meet a team that's prepared to do what Barcelona do, um, then they're going to lose occasionally. 
And don't forget, this is the first tie. It might be a different tie altogether in in uh, in the return match, Owen. They've got a strange situation at the moment, managerially, in that their manager, Tito Villanova, is yeah. ill and he's receiving treatment over in America. But by all accounts, he's still quite involved and he's getting... DVDs and getting live streaming of their training sessions and staying uh, involved. Is not that the same on? Yeah, but in, in fact, realistically, is what they should be doing really just saying, Tito, forget about it. You just do your best to get well there and we'll stick with it. your assistant, Jordi Rauras, and, and we'll just take care of everything. There's no point you being involved in it. Well, I, 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 I think it's, I think the, the, whoever's involved in the team wants to contribute as much as they possibly can. But you can't do it from a distance. If it could be not done that way, Owen. Anybody could do the job. You know, when you're coaching the team and uh, or manager of a team, then it's your influence over that group of players that matters. And that has to be a day-to-day situation and certainly a match-to-match situation. Yeah. You know, I heard it last night. I've heard it a few times. Oh, Barcelona, they're used to playing. Uh, they're so used to playing the way they're playing. They don't really need a manager. I don't believe in that. We were getting texts into that effect as well, yeah. No, it, does, that, it doesn't happen that way. And because... You know, I've seen teams. You've, uh, well, say when Mourinho was at Chelsea at his best, <clears throat> excuse me, um, then everything was okay, and everybody assumed that once he leaves, uh, it's going to continue. I mean, that's what managers do. You know, like say Ferguson left Manchester United tomorrow. Everybody says oh, it's a great group of players, but if you got somebody coming in who is not as good as Ferguson, there's very few as good. You will see a difference. That's what good managers do. They influence a squad of players. Uh, almost immediately when they take over and the longer they're there the better it, better it becomes so you can't do it if you could do it long distance um, then there'd be no such thing as, as manager or, or coaches of teams because anyone could do it from remotely essentially well exactly as, yeah. as you, you suggested there that the, 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 the poor lad that has cancer he's trying to do it from a distance and trying to have an influence on it it, it can't be done that way what's the, what, what's the solution there then do they just have to just leave him, leave him in the states. Just tell him that look, we'll take it from here until you get better. Yes, well, that's what that would be the. I'd say that would be the correct thing to do because, like, how is it, like if he's in, in America, how do you influence the team? Mm. You know, do you get what videos of them training or? Apparently so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, he's not there when that's happening. You know, mm. the players, players can go out training. And it's on the match day that he's the influence. He's on the match. He's on the the influence. And this is my experience, man, with management, where it's a day to day. You talk to certain players, uh, you put little things right from their individual game, uh, you're an influence there, you're an influence on the day, you're an influence at half-time a lot uh, when things are happening in the pitch. So that, that can't be done from a distance. It just can't be done for, like that. John, are there, are there a couple of other weaknesses within the Barcelona team that maybe only get highlighted on nights like this? And I'm thinking particularly... Uh, the fact that the Mascarano when he plays often plays now as a centre back he was a substitute last night and eventually they brought him on but Puyol was struggling with uh, a blood injury and mm. was trying to do his, do, do, did his best to say and eventually admitted that he had to come off but I would have yeah. thought that the obvious thing to do would be just to bring on another centre half maybe they were reluctant to do that because they don't they've Piquet and Puyol and they don't really have anyone else who can play there um, I, I think that would be true I think uh he did have a little cut over his head. I don't think it was a serious injury. I don't think it affected his play. Oh, really? I don't think, no, I don't know. I don't. I'm just, I'm just thinking of the second goal. He got brushed off the ball reasonably easy. Yeah, but that, that could happen anyway. Yeah, he was off balance, and I yeah. think that would have happened anyway. I mean, you can see when a fellow seriously injured, certainly a cut in the head wouldn't affect it like uh, Puel. 
or any real defender, if he had a pull muscle, a hamstring, strained calf, uh, you know, or he had concussion, for example, they're all the serious injuries. But, but cuts wouldn't wouldn't affect him in that particular instance, you know. Yeah, so you don't think there's, uh, there, there was maybe just a fear that they didn't have anyone good enough to put on there. I know Mascarano's a good player, but he's a small enough guy for centre-half. Well, Mascarano played a lot there last year when, yeah. or the year before when they were very, very successful on. You see, what happens with Barcelona last like with everybody, you, me, everybody included, when you lose a match, everything, no, I'm not saying you, but it, everybody looks and says, look at the weaknesses Barcelona have. You know? Yep. Uh, because when the team is beaten, you can always say, well, they looked, they didn't look fit, they didn't look like they were trying, they didn't look this, they didn't look that. And now, wait and see. You know, there's only going to be a couple of weeks you'll see Barcelona at home. And the next day when we're talking on, or two days later, we might say, what a difference that Barcelona team were. You know, don't forget, everybody up to up to recently, especially last night, were touting them as the best team ever. Yeah. The best team ever. Uh, and you don't go from the best team ever after one defeat to be uh, to be no good. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. If AC Milan were to finish the job in the second leg, would they be doing everybody else a bit of a favour in the competition, do you think? Most of the managers or coaches would be delighted to see Barcelona go out. Yeah. I certainly would. If I was, if I was Ferguson uh, and, and all these other managers who are still in there, um, would well, Ferguson is in there at the moment and the rest. But you'd, you'd always like to see the favourites go out because everybody knows what, what Barcelona are capable of. And at their best, they're capable of beating everybody, which they have done in the past. Mm. You know, if you look at the match at, at, at Wembley when, against Manchester United, they totally outclassed them. Yeah. So Ferguson wouldn't forget that. You definitely want what's regarded as the favourites, whether they're over the hill or not over the hill, out of the way. For Ferguson in particular, maybe, John, as you mentioned there, they haven't found an answer to Barcelona in the last few years. No, well, very few have. Like Chelsea, if you go back on Chelsea winning it last year, I mean, you know, they, they did great, Chelsea, and they defended very well, but they had an awful lot of luck, uh, as we see now, because they didn't march on from becoming European champions uh, to do well again this year. They're not even, you know, they didn't even come out of the, 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 the group stages. Um, and Barcelona, I thought, and, and very, very unlucky against Chelsea. And that happens. So, uh, you know, you don't, you, you, I, 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 if I were a coach or a manager, I wouldn't want to be playing them in the next round. I'd rather see them out. Arsenal, John, kind of tough times for Wenger there at the moment? Oh, very tough. Mm. Yeah, they were well beaten the other night. Actually, I think Bayern Munich are possible, possible winners of this competition from what I saw them the other night. Um, but uh, now Arsenal and Wenger is having, a, is having a really bad time. I feel sorry for him. Oh. Really, yeah? I do. I mean, there's a lad, the next player of Arsenal, Stuart, Stuart Robson. Was Stuart it? Robson had another goal today. Oh, what a goal. Now, here's a, here's a fella that's won almost everything in the game, Wenger, over the years. OK, they're having a bad time at the moment. They haven't won anything for a few years. But what, what's Stuart Robson done in, in the game? Either as a player or a manager, to be giving them the type of uh, stick that he's getting at the moment. I mean, he's talking about he doesn't have to coach. He's not coaching players properly. But what's he been doing for 16 years? when Arsenal turned out great teams. And he has. I mean, he pursued the policy, as we know, seven years ago. It goes with these young lads, a, a, a cap on salaries, not, tra- not yeah, going to spend big money on transfers. And, and it's proved to have failed. Oh. Now, what could happen in the summer? He, he could change again, as other great managers in the past. You know, in my time at Manchester United, I remember the crowd giving Matt Busby a bit of stick because right. he went three or four years without doing something. Yeah. And he got, then he got it together in the summer, went on, win the league and, and, and the European Cup. Is it not fair that people can criticise Wenger, though, even if they haven't achieved great things themselves in the well, game? Well, you, 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 you can criticise in a certain way. Oh, but the way that Stuart Robson was going on, you know, you, 
you know, he's not causing the gas problem. He's not doing this problem. He's lost this and he's lost that, lost the other. You know, I think there's, I think there's, it's a lack of respect. And I, I don't think he's any great, I don't think he's any great credibility to be making the statements about somebody who has the credibility. That's the way. That's my personal opinion on it, anyway. Is Wenger losing any of that credibility now? Does that slowly ebb away from a manager when they go year after year? Yeah, yeah, of course it does. Like everybody, he was used to winning, uh, and the fans become impatient. Um, and he is, he, I think, you know, the, the 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 project that he embarked on has failed. And there's no doubt about that. But they've been in the top four every year. They've been in the Champions League. They're probably as well better off financially than any other club. Now the supporters don't want to know about that. Um, I think I think he made a mistake the other day in the press conference in behaving and making the statements that he did. He got he quite very, angry with a reporter and yeah, said, what, "What are you looking at, sort of thing, or who yeah, are you looking yeah. at?" Which is well, like, you know, you don't win. You can't win. If, if, when you start that, carry on with the press. But f- funny, yeah, I noticed that uh, J- uh, John. That he wasn't actually, he wasn't particularly pillory for that because I think the journalists who cover him regularly would have a lot of respect for the fact that he's not normally like that. It's not no. as though he goes around bullying journalists for a living. No, it's pressure. On oh, his pressure, and, and and you know he's under severe pressure, and he definitely blew up the other day because what he was trying to say, I think, in the press conference, uh, he was aggrieved that they didn't appreciate, or some people didn't appreciate what he's done over the years. Uh, and what I'm surprised at is that uh, anybody in football knows very, very early on in their career that uh, what you've done is done. It's what you're going to do it matters. Yeah. So you could task up to the sports. You know, look what I won. I won four, four leagues for you, or four, three leagues and four cups and did this, that and the other. And people don't want to know. <laughs> and it's a cruel game like that. It's a cruel game in management. You have to keep on top, on top. No matter what you've done, it's gone. You know, in business, if you do what Wenger did in, in, in relatively in business, he'd be a manage, managing director of that. But when you're a manager, you're on trial, not just year in, year out, month in, month out, uh, and then season in, season out. What are you doing? What are you going to do? And what you've done is done. It doesn't, it doesn't really count for anything. Yeah, manager, a certain amount of pressure there. We're going to take a quick break now. We'll be back more from John after these. Off the ball on Newstalk 106 to 108. Spurs are in a bit of bother over in France. Lyon won Tottenham nil is a latest score. Nine minutes to go there. That's 2-2 in aggregate. So Spurs will be going out in away goals as things stand. There was also a six o'clock kickoff in the Newcastle game. Things are going better for them. They're one up away from home against Metalists. So it was Amiobi with a penalty. The first game in that series finished nil-nil. So it looks like Newcastle might be going through as things stand and uh, Liverpool are playing a little bit later on this evening. Get your texts in to John Giles and 53106. John, we were talking about Arsene Wenger there. You did make the point though that you were hugely impressed by Bayern Munich. A lot of people have been talking them up quite a lot uh, and in fairness, they probably should have won the competition last year but they're looking pretty strong again this year to you. Yeah, they look um, they look better uh, on this year than they did last year. Um, you know, when you read the papers yesterday, they don't. that, that was the first goal they conceded away from home for seven or eight matches and uh, I thought they outclassed Arsenal but defensively I was very very impressed with them uh, when they lost the ball everybody was making an effort to get back uh, and even when it was looked like one on one or two on two they were getting back and before Arsenal knew it there was seven eight players back to defend it and like all good teams it, 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 it like they used to say Jimmy Murphy used to say at Manchester United when I was there you defend in depth and you attack in strength uh, it sounds very, very simple, but to put it into practice is, is much more difficult. But that's what they did, and it was very, very good. The passing was good. They were progressive. They were quick on the ball. Um, Physically pretty impressive too. Who? 
physically quite impressive. They're, yes. they're they're quite strong to go with all that. Oh, definitely, yeah. definitely. I, I, I think they'll, they'll well, as you said, they were beaten in the final last year, and they were unlucky against Chelsea as well. So you know they could go on better. Only they'd definitely be a team to watch in it. You would imagine they must have been put through the ringer last year to be playing that match in their home stadium. The supporters pretty yeah. much uh, assuming that they were going to do the job. They played a lot of the better football. Somehow managed not to win that match, John. Is there maybe is there a possibility you can go one of two ways after that? You can break down a little bit, or you can get the bit between your teeth to try and get back the following year. Well, it's a sign of a well-run club, Owen, and certainly a good manager. That um, you know, it, 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 everybody can be a great winner when you're winning things. Everybody's great pals. When you lose like they did, as you say, particularly at home when they're expected to win, it's very, very easy to to get onto each other, to to lose faith in each other, fall out, and all that. That didn't happen. They've come back stronger than ever. And I think that's a great tribute to the coach and to the club itself. Yeah, the coach is getting ushered quietly out the door at the end of the yeah. season. Is yeah, that a little well, unfair when you look well, at it? Well, that's what I said before. It's a similar thing like to, 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 to what I said about Wenger. You know, it's a cruel game on in many ways. Uh, and here's a man who's done a great job for them. And another coach has come, become available. And it is the duty of the club. If they think of it, which they obviously honestly do, uh, that, you know, uh, Guardiola will be better than the man that they've got then they have to do it. Mm. And it's just very cruel on, 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 on the person who is the coach at the moment. And I think I heard on the television, I heard somewhere, that he'd like to do another year. Yeah. I'm sure he would. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, if you're running a club, it's like a business. On If you honestly believe, if you're in charge of the club, that the new coach can do even better than the one you've got. Now, it remains to be seen whether he is going to do better or not. But if you, that's what you believe, well, that's what you have to do. It must be difficult on just a very personal human level, though, for Yopankis, who's in this position now, not to come out fighting against his employers. I suppose maybe the best thing to do there is take whatever payoff is going or do whatever and move quietly. He seems to have handled himself with quite a lot of dignity because, he, as you yeah. say, he wants another year, but he's not getting it. No. Well, again, it's, it's the point I was trying to make there earlier to, um, about Wenger, uh, you know, when he lost the head the other day, talking about what he's done for the club. You do learn in football that it's a cruel game, and that's what can happen. You know that somebody in the in the in the, in the German uh, the coach's position uh, is very very cruel in many ways. But he would know, having been in the game probably all his life as a player, as a, same as a player as well. You could be doing really well for a club, like Liam Brady was. Say Liam Brady was at Juventus, right? Yep. And they were doing. I think they won the league twice. But they signed Platini because they thought Platini would do better and release Liam. Mm. That's that's what you have to do. Now, uh, you're in the position that the, the German coach is in. He, he's been in football all his life and he would know that's the game. You know, in one of his players who's a terrific player for him, he knows that if he could sign somebody that he believes to be even better, he would do it. That's what you have to do. And he would come to terms with that. You know, he wouldn't regard it as cruel. And I think that's where Wenger slipped up the other day. He was reminding people and he was aggrieved of all the things he's won. And look what you're doing to me now. Did Liam Brady manage to take that reasonably well? Oh, Liam remember? took it great. Right. Liam, Liam, Liam was like anybody else. He was a professional footballer. And as soon as you come into the game, you know that's the game. You know, Liam went down to, um, where did he go, Sampadori, I think. Yeah. Uh, one of the clubs and did, did really well. Yeah. You know, and, and he, was, he was held in the highest respect. But that's what they did. That's what they do. You know, you do it and you sign somebody else and you sign so if you think it can improve. Look at Ferguson, good players over the years. What he's had to do. I mean, he fell out with Roy Keane. Roy Keane was one of the great players for him. Brian Robson was one of the great players. But it was his duty, uh, to, 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 as his job with Manchester United, the best for Manchester United, that when, Brian, when he felt Brian Robson 
was was wasn't as good as he was. He could get somebody better. That's what he did. He did it with Roy Keane, and he's, he's gone on and on and on and, and done it. That's what he's had to do. Yep, John. I want to ask you a little bit about a man whose name is popping up in the papers in the UK quite a bit this week. Bobby Moore. This Sunday marks the 20th anniversary yeah. of his passing. Uh, so people are writing a lot of different things uh, about a great player. Would he have been a guy you would have considered a top? Oh yeah, top yeah, player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bobby's around the. I think Bobby's the same. I was the same age as Bobby. I saw him first in a youth um, uh, competition. We used to go to Switzerland at Manchester United, uh, and he played in that. Jeff Horst was playing in it. A few of the uh, West Ham players. Uh, Bobby was, was was an old wing half, and they used to call him wing half in those days. Before he dropped back into the back four, where he was even better. But he great composure, uh, great ability, great um, attitude for the big matches. On oh, the bigger the match, uh, the better he played. Yeah, that photograph of him and Pele is reproduced again in the yeah, Times yeah, in London he, today. That was one of his, yeah. his big days. I feel a bit sorry for the situation with Bobby Moore because when he when he finished playing, Bobby Moore would never got an OBE or anything on, uh, and. The, you know, they're making more of Bobby Moore now uh, than when he was alive. Yeah, that's when interesting. He needed, when he needed help. You know, Bobby needed help. Bobby wouldn't have been well off financially or anything. He, he, had, he had cancer for a long time. Um, and I, I actually played with him once. When, when uh, the, the three countries entered the um, common market, oh, that was Ireland, uh, the Republic of Ireland, uh, Great Britain and I think it was Norway and they had a match at Wembley the three versus the six there was only six in at that time right. with Germany and Holland and those and uh, I played in that match and Bobby Moore played in it yeah Bobby was a very very reserved lad quiet lad and I think when he played for West Ham West Ham uh, didn't do all that well in the league ever. they didn't expect to win the league and I used to find with Bobby he was a bit bored playing for them uh, on. I think he needed to get into whether it be Manchester, Liverpool, and the winning team in those days to really... Uh, he couldn't, obviously, because there was no freedom of contract. But when he played for England, uh, or West Ham in the really big matches, he was outstanding. John, what you say there about people eulogising him more now uh, mm. than appreciating when he was alive is interesting because there was a piece by Matt Dickinson in the Times in London today. He talked a bit about that. He said that West Ham now go on and never stop talking yeah. about Bobby Moore and use him as part of, use his name and yeah. marketing terms, all this kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, we were the club of Bobby Moore. But apparently when he was finished playing, they did nothing for him. And in fact, right. he, he at one stage he was he was kicked out of it. He was sitting in the wrong seat or, or yeah. he didn't have the right ticket. He was kicked out and treated with a lack of respect and he never went back to West Ham as a Well, the FA didn't do anything for him either. Really? Oh. But that was, funny enough, that was the Times, you know, like, I came, I played in the Times with Bobby Moore, and there was very, very little respect uh, for the players, you know. Even afterwards, or maybe especially uh, afterwards? Well, just, yeah, because it was always, well, you know, you're gone. It was very, very cruel, very cruel game. It's probably still cruel in many ways today, but the only difference there is that the players now are very, very wealthy. Uh, And now that doesn't mean everything, but in my day, no players left the game financially secure. So they did need a bit of help, whereas now the players don't need any help. Uh, they're, free, they're on top. They're freedom of contract. They can tell the, players, the clubs to clear off. In my day, you depended on the club. Again, when I was leaving Leeds, I was dealing with Manny Cousins, who was the chairman, uh, and uh, I'd signed for, for, for uh, Leeds for 32000 When I was leaving to West, West Brom, I knew that they'd agreed 50000 So I went to see Manny Cousins and said, look, you, you, you've made... Uh, you sold me, you bought me for thirty two thousand, I'm leaving for fifty, you're making an eighty uh you know, eighteen thousand pound profit. I played over five hundred games for you, uh, and I don't think that's right. And his reaction was we paid you good money for the last twelve years. Yeah. So there was no there was no no give at all. And Bobby Moore was one of the great players for West Ham. 
the FA didn't do anything for him. Do you mean financially there, John? The, the FA could have. What could they have done for him that they didn't yeah, do? Do a testimonial match for him. Let West Ham do a testimonial match for him. You know, uh, at least treat him with respect. I mean, Bobby Bobby Moore's last match at Wembley. Now they're going about it now. Uh, he wasn't invited into the director's box or anything. He was do, he was doing a bit of work for the radios in London. Right. You know, and but, but Bobby wasn't like that. That was the, the 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 way it was. And before my time, it was even worse. On you know, there's great players before my time, like Reg Carton and Wilf Mannion, and they're all, all nearly ninety nine percent of them are sad stories. Wilf Mannion played for Middlesbrough. They attracted fifty thousand at Middlesbrough every time he played. Davis, they were a real star player. Finished up looking to get a job in the warehouse, and 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 Middlesbrough didn't do it. Now, I'm not playing Middlesbrough. They're all the same. Nothing for them. It's something you're passionate about, John. I am. Yeah, yeah. It's the, 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 the way it was. These were great players who loved the game, weren't getting much money, weren't playing for the money, and they should have been treated with more respect uh, and dignity when they finished playing. Mm-hmm. And when, when I hear about the clubs now moaning about the wages, now, on, I don't feel sorry for them because <laughs> I remember the day when they were they treated players very, very badly. So I'm going to take a break. We'll be back right after these. Off the ball, getting inside the game on Newstalk 106 to 108. Late goal for Spurs. Dembele has sent them through in the Europa League. We'll get a bit more detail from Ken in a few minutes on that. Newcastle are also through, so good night so far for the English teams. They had a 1 0 victory away from home. Some texts coming here. Liam says, John, I didn't think Messi did the tracking back that you like about him last night, says Liam. Mm, well, I wouldn't be too sure about that. I don't think it was. Uh... But that wasn't that wasn't the reason they lost the game. On maybe not, but I no, I didn't see it that way. Jamie no. says John Robbie Keane was pictured hanging out with the great singer Morrissey today. Did John have any celebrity fans when he was playing? Asked Jamie. Uh, we had a few, um, and I can't actually remember who. who <laughs> they, they, obviously, they obviously didn't impress you too much then, John. <laughs> no, no, no. We had we had a few. We had a few all right. A few lads that were in television. And uh, what was Lad Christie? Uh, singer Christy uh, was it Tony I uh, can't remember his name but he had a few hits at, that, at my particular time Yeah, but most people wouldn't remember them no. now uh, the Dubliners of course in, at the Irish Internationals you said you'd hang, ah, yeah. hang out yeah, with those ah, guys yeah. well a few of them Patsy Watchhorn uh, you know Luke uh, Luke was there Luke Kelly mm-hmm. uh, we, had a, we had a few Patsy um, uh, Paddy Riley we had, good, we had a good few of the lads um, were, were keen on the Irish team all right, and, yeah. and they'd come to the sing songs and that another one here is John looking forward to the pairing of Bradford and Swansea in the Capital One Cup final well I'd be interested in it you know it's, it's different um, Bradford has done extremely well as we know so Swansea Swansea got a hiding last week at Liverpool he rested a few players no I'd be interested in it it's, it's you know we saw, all the, we saw all the big teams over the years on the top four competing for this competition year in and year out Most well most years and it's a change. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing that. Last one here from Tom Nelson. Love listening to John Giles. Just read his book about great players. Enjoyed it very much. What did he think of Matt Letizier? No mention in the book. Uh, well, well, Matt was one of those that would be with, you know, Duncan McKenzie, Frank Wardington, uh, Rodney Marsh. Um, he's a good, he's good talent, good individual talent. Uh, but he was... He was never going to play in a team that won the league or the cup or one of the big competitions, I don't think. But he was he was an attractive player to watch. He had, he had offers, a lot of yeah. He did seem to have offers from big clubs, but he didn't take them up. Would you see that as lack of ambition? Well, it has to be. Mm. Uh, you know, if you're playing for Southampton. I think he's that type. He seems a lovely type of lad. Yeah. I don't know him, but he seems a lovely type of lad. He's quite an intelligent lad. And he was quite happy doing what he did. I think he was one of those lads that said, well, I'm going out to enjoy myself. Uh, you know, I know managers say go out and enjoy yourself, which is a, a, a lot of nonsense, really. On you know, the only time you enjoy yourself when you're about three up, 
with about you know five minutes to go. Uh, but um, but he had a lot of skill. All right, he scored quite a few goals. But I don't think he was ever going to play in a Liverpool team or a Manchester United team or a team that was really going on to win the big honours. Not in uh, your great player category. Great stuff, John. We'll leave it there. Thanks you. Thank you. Thanks all. Thanks for listening to this News Talk 106 to 108 podcast. To download other programs or for more information, go to newstalk.ie.